You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. There's never one thing that's like, hey, if we fix this, you know, we'll be good. Whoever wants it to be like that, be a quick fix. Uh, it's kind of the world we live in now, but it's not like that. I mean, it's, it's a process. You got to assess different things. Players have to play better, coaches have to coach better. I mean, it's all, it's all of us. So, you know, we're in it together, though. We got a good group of guys in there, tight-knit group. Guys are, uh, came to work today and came with the right mindset. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. Raiders quarterback Jimmy G talking about, well, what he's got to do to get things fixed, what the Raiders have to get things fixed, to get things taken care of. And it's not a quick fix, right? I mean, you could say it's going to be a quick fix. Oh, just do this, and everything's going to be all right. It's not that simple. So uh, that was from yesterday when Jimmy G and Devontae Adams both met with the media. Uh, and, of course, there'll be some more room action this afternoon. Matter of fact, locker room action is going on right now. I think it just got wrapped up. We'll have Tashawn Reed from The Athletic joining us about 3.30 uh, to talk about what he, you know, who he was able to talk to, what he was able to see in here from practice today and then we'll have another practice session tomorrow uh have a little bit of locker room action we'll get to talk to head coach josh mcdaniels that all come up on saturday but let's go out to the phone lines right now 702-365-9200 let's talk to a very patient passionate raider what's on your mind my man what's up to you man okay so you know I, i'm just sitting here thinking man i'm listening to josh in his press conferences you know and i always listen to him break down the other team he breaks down the other team and makes them sound so good he breaks from everything he breaks down. And then you think, what are teams doing? What are coaches doing when they talk about the Raiders? How can Josh break down another team this good and he can't even break his own team down? So that kind of that, that, that puzzles me, Q. I listen to the morning show. I listen to JT. And by the time I come to your show, I'm so fired up, man. I just, because I'm sick of hearing it, I want to see it. So what do I want to see on Monday night in Detroit, Q? I want to go to the game. But I can't force myself to waste my hard-earned money to go watch something that I don't know what it's going to be. Because if I went there and I seen something, I might be doing flips down on the field and hollering at Josh myself. But well, don't do that. Thank you. I want to see these guys come out and play as men. I want to see them come out and execute and do their job. Too. You know, I, when I fix my tournaments, man, there ain't nothing more embarrassing than walking to that scale at the end and I don't have a five-fish limit. How can you go out and get your ass kicked and not want to come out the next week and perform? How, as a man, can you go out and not give your all or stand next to the man next to you and look at him and knowing you ain't going 100%? Because it's about winning, man. It's about your pride the man and do the best that you can every time you're on stage to perform. I'm only on a fishing river, but I'm trying to perform my best to you. I'm trying to be the best I can be my time to shine. Tonight, football in Detroit, Q. The talk is the talk. We don't, we're, we're already with our backs against the walls. What more can you do? What more can you want? And to go out and just shut everybody up and play football. We've got all, right. all the Christmas queue. We've got them all. What more do we need? Just do all your right. job. Do your job. That's it. Do it. 
Got it. Got it. Pass to the Raider. Do your job. And, look, it's funny. As you go through that call, and it started out talking about Coach McDaniels, but it really, as it ended, was really talking about the players going out and playing football. So, as Lincoln Kennedy tells us every Tuesday and Thursday, coach is coach, players play. So, you could say that Josh McDaniels, this, that, and the other, is not breaking down this team or is breaking down this team. But then, at the same time, you're saying, how can a player not go out there and perform at their best? So, we're kind of talking about two different things. Is it? Is it? Are you putting it more on coaches? Or are you putting it more on players? And from the sound of that call, it was more on the players. And and I think that the players have a lot to do with it. You know, I mean, Coach McDaniel's isn't the one who looked like he got off the the plane sleepy. I mean, that's just what it looked like. It looked like those guys were all. They look like me. You know, this is what this is a perfect example. And maybe I'm not the only one. They look like me when I take allergy medicine. You know, like if I take a Benadryl, I have to take the no drowsy kind. Because if I take the, the kind that gets you drowsy, I will be drowsy forever. Like, it will take everything. You could kick me down the stairs and i still be sleepy, right? I mean, I just, for some reason, I can't snap out of it when I take some Benadryl. I have to take non-drowsy at all times. I can't even drink, like, kids' Benadryl because I'll get sleepy. I don't know what my problem is, but I can't. And that's how they look like they were out there on the field against Chicago. They look like they had Benadryl in their system and they were going half speed, right? They were like me, sleeping. That's what it looked like. So that's all on the players. That's not on the coaches. So it's got to be a combination of the two. The coaches have got to get them in the right spot. But at the end of the day, the players got to go out there and execute. And, and you're right. After taking a whooping the way that they did to Chicago, they should go out there with a sense of pride to be angry and, and want to perform for the next man next to them, right? They go out there and, and hearing all the noise that they've heard all week about how bad of a team they are and what are they doing and sell off everybody because they're not doing anything. They, that, that's what they should do. Now, is that what they're going to do? Well, that's another question, right? And, and we talk about it all the time, talk about, you know, you go out and do something and, you know, you want to give everything you got. I know when I go out and do something, I want to give it everything that I got, but we're also in a different tax bracket. <laughs> we're in a different tax bracket. When you're in a different tax bracket, sometimes you act a little bit different than you would if you're in, a, in the, the lower le- level tax bracket like we're in. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of what it is. Sometimes we – well – not sometimes, all the time we've got to be on our A game or someone else will come up and take that spot. These guys are in positions where everybody can't do what they do. I could try as hard as I want to, but I can't do nothing that the worst guy on the field could do. Like the worst guy on that field, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything close to what he does. Whoever you would consider the worst player on the Raiders, I guarantee you they could outperform me every day of the week at twice on Sunday. Right? I mean, you just can't go and find a whatever. You fill in the blank. <laughs> a special teamer. I couldn't even be a good special teamer. <laughs> they'd be getting, they'd be returning kicks all day on me. I'd be, I'd be, you know how Marcus Peters did the Olay tackle? I'd be Olaying all day. <laughs> I'd be terrible. Raider Tone, you're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, sir. You know, I have to remind a lot of Raider fans that we didn't get this in the Bay, man. We didn't get to vent and go on and on for you know for a few minutes. I know you try to wrap us up real quick, and you got callers at home, but we didn't get this so. Um, you know, it's a good form that we can, you know, we vent. But, you know, with social media now, you know, the, the guy that walks around, not hating on the guy that walks around, said we deserve better and fire McDaniels. But i got to remind this guy, or all the Raider fans, you know, we've, we've had two winning seasons in 20 years. I mean, 4-4, 5-11, 7-9, 8-8. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that I don't want to say I've gotten used to, but, you know, my hopes are always optimistic and I'm always hopeful. So going into the game Monday – I, you know, I'm I'm always optimistic. I've been an optimistic Raider fan my whole life, but I'm hoping Jimmy G gets gets loose. He gets off for maybe 240, hitting Devontae with two touchdowns. 
and somehow holding that because you know, like the guy you had, the, the guest you had on earlier, and I remember many games where uh, where John Madden would call that guy out, Lamont, L- uh, Loma, I think it's Lomas Brown. I mean, yeah. great, good, good player, man, good fun player to have on the radio too. Talk about a guy that really you know loves Detroit and just gives us the new vibe. But um, I'm hoping Jimmy G gets loose and somehow doesn't you know gets gets loose and gets off for you know two like I said two forty. Somehow JJ gets going, and then we'll see what happens Tuesday. Because unfortunately, I I don't see a whole lot of talent that we could trade for or get talent. And I don't want to be the bad guy, but hey, I'm headed to sack. I'm going up to the the Warrior King game right now, sitting in traffic. Nice. And you make my ride more comfortable. I listen to you all the way up there, brother. Hey man, thanks so much for the support. I appreciate you. Drive safe on the way and enjoy that game. Wow, you want to talk about a fun game, Warriors and Kings? Come on now, with the energy that they have going on up there in Sacramento with that young squad led by Mike Brown, and, of course, the Warriors being the Warriors, they've got that new rivalry, really, that's kind of a, uh, you know, bringing back an old rivalry. Man, that's that's awesome. Enjoy that. What a way to kick your weekend off, right? Whoo! But definitely, definitely be uh, be safe on your on your drive. And that's the thing about it. Like, everyone's so up in arms, and and, and rightfully so, I get it, for the, you know, for what what's going on as far as wins and loss goes with this uh with this team but you know Raider Tone is right or yeah Raider Tone is right <laughs> it's been so long since the Raiders have been consistent winners that you know it, this is kind of what it is it's not exclusive to just this staff it was the staff before them the staff before them the staff before them the staff before them right I mean it's just it's just it's over and over and over and over and at some point you know you're hoping that things get worked out and that's why in my opinion Mark Davis has given the effort to one, hire John Gruden long-term so they can have that same system in place, have the same coaches in place, have the, everything, you know, uh, same, same, just a, a lot of, uh, you know, continuity along the staff. And then we all know how that shook out. And now he's trying to get, you know, these guys to have that longevity, that continuity, you know, sustained success. And the success hasn't been there yet. So, you know, that's why from the jump I'm like, man, I, I hope this works. I hope this works, not because – you know, I'm I'm hell-bent over, you know, Josh McDaniels being a great coach. I'm just tired of resets. Reset, reset, reset. And I think that Raider Nation should be tired of reset. And I know that, you know, the team as, as an organization is tired of reset. You you want to be able to have some continuity and some stability. And they haven't had that in a very long time. Uh, let's go out to Toronto, talk to our guy Dino. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. Thanks again for the vine. Great show, brother. God bless you Appreciate guys. Uh, Ari Thank doing you. a great job. Um you, when this schedule came out at, at, in the summer and I saw this weekend, you know, living in Toronto, you know, I saw the Chicago game and I'm like, okay, that's a two-hour flight away. And then I saw Monday Night Football in Detroit. So that's a three-hour drive outside of Toronto. So I circled these two weeks. And because in the past I've done the same thing, I, I, I had an opportunity to fly to Chicago and I, and I canceled my trip. I said, listen, man. Let, if they win on if they win in Chicago, then I'm driving to D, D- Town. So you know, because because I've been bitten in the butt before when I did this. So, anyways, we all know what happened last week. So let's turn the page on that. And um, I won't be driving to Detroit because I'll tell you one thing, man. I love my team, win, lose, or tie, Raider till I die. But man, I tell you, man, there's nothing worse than going to a game, investing a lot of time and effort, and obviously the money, but. When you come back and, and you got your butt whooped, man, it's just uh, man, it's just a terrible flight or a drive back home. So, um, I, having said that, I, I've been critical of Josh McDaniels. Uh, I called you a few times. I voiced my criticism, but one thing 
I've heard, man, I heard Jimmy G talk, and he's optimistic, man. You know, the guys in the locker room, they all want to make this right. It's not like, you know, they're, they're, they're polling on each other. And uh, even Devontae, man, he said, he said a couple positive things this week, too, where, you know, these guys want to make it right. So I, I, don't, I don't sense that there's, like, insubordination. I, I don't agree with what McDaniels is doing, but then again, I'm not a professional coach, and, and, I, and, and I don't claim to be. But, you know, after watching 50 years of football, you kind of automatically assume you know something. But regardless, I don't know, man. I mean, not, last week I was apprehensive. I would not be surprised if this team goes into Detroit and squeaks on a W somehow, man. I mean, it would not surprise me at all. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm right. wishing it's going to happen, but yeah. you know, this team, this team still. Basically, what I want to say is this team needs to prove a lot of things, but they they need to prove that they can be consistent and they can they can go in like they like they did those two two wins in a row back to back against the Patriots and the Packers. You know what I mean? Not easy wins, not beautiful wins, but. Not, not, nevertheless, wins. These, this team has to put together like four, five, six consecutive wins in a row. You know what I mean? Before, before we can take them and give them, give them like you know, give, take them seriously. So uh, I, I'm optimistic as always, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm very encouraged to hear what I heard from Jimmy G and from Devontae. It doesn't sound like these guys are, you know, they're giving up. Obviously, you know, they, they're professionals, but. I'm encouraged by that, man. I think these guys want to make it right, as all of us would. Like you said, man, you, you have a bad day at the office, you want to get back in front of that mic and do a good show the next day. I get it. I'm the same way with my job and my business, too. So, anyways, uh, great show as always. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Appreciate it. And uh, go Raiders. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Appreciate the call. Make sure you travel safe, my man. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it, man. I mean, I'm – I'm realistic, I'm optimistic, but I'm realistic at the same time, right? I mean, that's why when we did our week eight picks, I, I, I picked the Lions to win the game because my gut feeling tells me that they will. But I'm very optimistic because of everything you said. This is a game that the Raiders are going to Detroit, and when everyone's like, oh, no, they're not going to win, there's no way they're going to win, they go out there and win, and they'd be like, you guys doubted us? What was the big deal? Why did you doubt us? <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh, yeah, we're a really good team. And, and, and get everyone, reel everyone right back in uh, to the mix uh, all over again, right? So uh, there you go. But thank you so much for that, uh, that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Raider Mac, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Uh, what's up, Q? What's Chilling, up? Chilling, man. Hey, man. Hey, I just want to say thank you guys for, you know, giving us this platform to speak. And uh, it, it just, it's just it's tough, Q, man. I'm just telling you, being Raider fan for 23 years, it, uh, you know, over the past 23 years, it's just, it's just the wins and losses. It's the teams. And here's the thing what I had with McDaniels. You lost to Jeff Saturday, who never coached. <laughs> you lost to Baker Mayfield, who came off the street. Now you lose to this kid. I mean, when is it going to stop? You lost five double-digit leads. So here's my thing, Q. And I'm not here to tell anybody to get fired or anything like that. Because that ain't going to help the situation. Even though we, you, you want to bring in somebody new. Here's the problem, I say. I say, you've got to adjust, and that's the problem. We're not adjusting um, during the games, and you could see that. One thing, you could say anything you want about John Gruden, but John Gruden adjusted it in the second half. Go look at the, the, the games that he coached on, on YouTube. You could, we adjusted and won those games, even Jack Del Real. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I got to slow you down there. Hold on. 
Now, now look, I'm not the the brightest, you know, I'm not the brightest uh, crayon in the box, man. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But uh-huh. I'll tell you right now, brother, that there is, I don't know how many people called in here while Gruden was the head coach and said, what's up with the halftime adjustments? He's not making oh any adjustments goodness. at halftime. What's going on? Come on now. Let's keep it That's a buck. That ain't true. That Come ain't on. True. He didn't lose. Go look at he. I guarantee he didn't lose no. Maybe I was taking the wrong phone calls, but I promise you that they were calling in saying that. But anyway, (laughs) but 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 anyway, Q, we're not adjusting in that time. I think the defensive coordinator, which is, um, I got to give him credit. You know, he has adjusted and and stuff. The key to this game on uh, on Monday night is Jared Goff. If you don't put no pressure on him and he just stands in there, if you go look at that Baltimore game, they put pressure on him and he. He didn't have time to look to that second read. See, one thing about Jared Goff, he will read. He will read the uh, the um, the tree. He'll read his first route and, and go to the second route. We got to put pressure on any quarterback. That's that's how that that's how it is. But yeah, the I agree. This that. weekend is just just put pressure on him. You, they gonna run a little bit, but but the thing is, put pressure on Jared Goff and Jimmy Jimmy G cannot keep throwing interceptions. And uh, we just we just got to go from there. I mean, what what else can we do? <laughs> we just can root for team yeah. and go from there. That's all hey, you can do. Hey, thank you guys, man. I appreciate you guys for for letting us vent and listen to us and stuff. And Q, I just want you to know, it's never at you. Oh, so I know. I know. For me, I just want you to know, I'm never. I know you're just doing your job, and and it is, you know, but. You know, a lot of people call in on on on, on the on Mondays. Oh, well, listen, what you Q, Q? No, Q had nothing to do with that. He just he just reporting what he saw. Yeah. So you know, I got you, man. And uh, hey, hopefully we'll come out with a win on Monday, uh, on Monday night. But it's gonna be a tough one because my thing is, is can you can you stop Jared Goff? And that's strange to say that. <laughs> yeah. Can you stop him? All yep. right, Q. I- thank you, man. Hey, thanks for the call. Great stuff, Raider Matt. Good stuff, man. Good back and forth. I appreciate that. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, they're, they're a tough team. They're going to be a tough out, right? They're really going to be a tough out. Uh, it's not like they're they're the best team in the league and, and they're unbeatable. They're not. There's no team in the league that's like that. But uh, the, the Raiders are going to have to go out there and play a really good game. And, and you know what? They should go out there and play a really good game. It'd be about time that they play a really good game, right? I mean, honestly, you know, the offense and defense. I haven't seen one game yet where, where both sides of the ball complimented each other. Haven't seen it. Jimmy G, coming back from injury again, needs to, needs to have a big game. He really does. And, and that includes spread the ball around. Not just 17, not just 16, but get everyone involved, right? Get 11 involved. Get 13 involved. Get 87 involved. Give eight an opportunity to have a, have a game, right? Stretch the field a little bit. Get three involved. Right? I mean, we can go through the numbers game. Just get guys involved. You have weapons. Use them. As far as I'm concerned. 3.30, we'll have Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. He'll join the show. Break down all things silver and black. Talk about a couple of pieces that he put out on The Athletic. Him and Ted Wynn came together on what's wrong with the Raiders offense. That'll be a good conversation. That's coming up at 3.30. I did want to hear a couple sound bites from uh, head coach Josh McDaniels uh, from yesterday. Again, we'll meet with him tomorrow. But uh, yesterday, he just stepped to the, the podium and Really just turned the page to the Detroit Lions. Here's what Coach McDaniels had to say. All right, so we're on to Detroit. Um, it's a good football team, you know, in all three phases. And um, team we don't know all that well, so we're kind of getting uh, getting familiar with them, obviously trying to introduce them to our guys. But 
uh, explosive team, uh, really in all three phases. Um, you know, had good skill players, use them all. Um, good balance of running pass. Quarterbacks playing very efficiently right now. Lines good. Um, you know, most of them are young and you know physical. Um, the defense very a good rush. Hutchinson's obviously. I mean, he's he's a really good player. Um, great effort. Their front, I think, doesn't get enough credit. There's a lot of guys that are disruptive. Um, two linebackers, two safeties are their top tacklers, and they do a good job of flying to the ball. You can see the way that they play, um, and they're very opportunistic. You know, get their hands on a lot of footballs, a lot of PBUs, a lot of opportunities for for turnovers uh, that they create and. Kicking game, uh, punters uh, is probably as good as we're going to see. Um, great hang time, placement. Um, we know about his um, accolades as a passer, too. He's done some of that, too. So very aggressive team. Uh, nobody's gone for it more than they have on fourth down uh, this year. So they're, you, you can see their style and their philosophy kind of rings true in all three phases. And, um, you know, obviously this will be a, uh, a really good test for us on the road be a I'm sure a great environment. So um, the only other thing on the roster is we're going to start uh, Curtis Bolton's um, clock for return today. So he'll be out there on the practice field. Any update on Jimmy Garoppolo? He'll be out there. Okay. Yep. So is he hopeful? Yeah. I mean, as long as we don't have any, you know, anything goes the other way, uh, we're very hopeful that that'll be the case. So there you go. Head coach Joshua Daniels. That was his opening statement on yesterday, just talking about uh, the Lions and, and really breaking down all aspects. You heard him talking about uh, the punter right there, and he was talking about Jack Fox. And not only is he a really good punter, but he's also a guy that is good at uh, executing the fake punt, and he can throw the ball a little something. So it's something that you got to pay attention to. Even if you only do it once or you do it twice throughout the course of a season, it's something that a team has to spend a few minutes with and prepare for. you got to be on the note. I mean, you see that Coach McDaniels already talked about it. So clearly it's something that they're preparing for. So if that takes a few minutes to do that and make sure that the team's aware of what this guy could do, then you're taking a couple minutes away from something else. So that's already job succeeded, right? So what they've been able to put on Wax to show what he can do is enough to make sure that every team is aware of exactly that, what he can do. So moving on with some sounds from head coach Joshua Downs from yesterday, how about preparing for a defense that, Really doesn't blitz a lot, man. They like to get home with the front four. When you got a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, similar to Max Crosby, you could do just that. Yeah, I mean, well, there's more, there's more people in coverage, um, and Aaron does a great job of mixing up. Um, you know, and he played in the secondary for a long time in his career, so he understands the 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 trouble that that could provide. You know, uh, in the passing game, you know, play at a lot of different uh, variations of zone. They do a great job of disguising the coverage. Um, you know, and when they don't blitz, there's seven guys back there that they can utilize to try to disrupt throwing lanes and uh, get underneath patterns, so on and so forth. So um, mostly a zone team, but they do a great job of uh, they have vision on the passer. Um, they understand route concepts, and that's why they, I think, you know, fourth or fifth in the league and passes defense, you know. And so uh, for a team that doesn't play in a, a ton of man-to-man coverage on first and second down, that's really um, – that's a glaring statistic, you know. It means that they're getting to the football and they're reading the quarterback well. So, um, you know, they, you got to do a good job of protecting the middle of the pocket so that the vision, they start to see the rush too. That's I've always thought the best zone teams can feel the rush, and when it's about to get there, 
then they just go ahead and go to where they think the ball is going to be and be thrown. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, a real test for our protection to keep ourselves, you know, safe in the pocket so that that doesn't start to happen and then they start to get extra uh, time to break on the football. So um, just a well-rounded team, well-rounded scheme. Um, don't give up a lot of big plays. Uh, only team that hasn't given up a touchdown outside the red zone, you know, so they're going to make you drive it, uh, make you be disciplined and detailed and execute, you know, for the length of the drive. There you go. Josh McDaniels breaking down that defense. And I, I'll tell you, as we talked to Lomas Brown Jr. earlier uh, on the show, the defense has really turned around in Detroit, man. That was their Achilles heel a year ago. Uh, Aaron Glenn's been able to get some players in there that are able to execute and really help out on, on, the, on the back end, on the defensive line. Of course, Aiden Hutchinson's always going to help out. Uh, you know, he's going to pr- provide that juice similar to what Max Crosby is able to provide for the Raiders. But uh, that defense is playing a lot better, and they, they create opportunities, right? They see the ball in the air, and they'll go get it. Uh, that's something that they did. That's what really helped them win that very first game of the year when they knocked off Kansas City on banner-raising night, right? They went into the belly of the beast, and they knocked them off. They went to Lambeau Field and knocked them off. And now we know that Green Bay is not very good, but still going on the road in that environment is not an easy task. So uh, Aaron Glenn's got that defense doing some good things there in Detroit. And the final soundbite that I want you to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels, and then we'll get to Deshaun Reed from The Athletic coming up at 3.30, is about Jared Goff, right? Talked about Jared Goff earlier. Uh, Lomas Brown was talking about he's a gangster, right? He said, man, he was a guy that was thrown to the side uh, in L.A. Uh, he was living that bougie lifestyle and had to go to Detroit. He went to the D, had to, uh, you know, live that blue-collar lifestyle, and he's fit in perfectly. So uh, here's Coach McDaniels talking about Jared Goff, kind of comparing and contrasting what he was when he was in L.A. to where he is right now. You know, I mean, I think I think this guy obviously has been a – he's had a really good career so far, you know, and, um, you know, he – Early in his career, it was a lot of deep throws, a lot of deep balls, a lot of big plays. Obviously, L.A. had an incredibly uh, explosive team, and he was a big part of why that was that way. Um, I think, if anything, as he's matured, you see his efficiency go up. You know, his decision-making is really good. You know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes with the ball. Um, you know, he's aggressive when he should be, and he's really smart and uh, protects the ball if something's not there. So um, just a, you know, I see a really good football player, you know, really um, has matured and, and improved as his career has gone on. Obviously, he's been in two different places, you know, with two different schemes uh, relative to what they used to do in L.A. So um, just a lot of uh, respect for him. Uh, I think he's a really good player, and obviously it'll be a big challenge for us on Monday. Coach McDaniels talking about Jared Goff right there and just what he's seen from him when he was in L.A. as a member of the Rams to where he is now uh, as a member of the Lions and how he's kind of changed his style up a little bit. He's got a lot of ability. I liked him a lot coming out of Berkeley. Uh, you know, kind of took a few step backs, and, and uh, you know, Sean McVay moved on from him, brought Matthew Stafford to L.A. They win a championship, but Jared Goff is a very good quarterback, and so he's going to be a tough out on Monday for the Raiders and that defense. 326 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wallapai, and Flamingo. You cannot miss us. Come on by. Get hooked up. T-shirts, cu- uh, cups, koozies, bottle openers, whatever you need, whatever we got. We've got UNLV tickets. We've got a whole lot of stuff for you. Just come on by. Say what's up, and it's yours just like that. 327 is the time. Tashawn Reed from The Athletic joins the show next. Ray Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. 
you'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Garoppolo, play action just as you call it, clean pocket, lobs downfield for Adams, back hand grabs, falls into the end zone, touchdown Raiders! He was facing the line as he caught it, fell on his keister, and landed in the end zone. On a fourth and short, the Raiders strike for a 31-yard touchdown. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Man, that Jimmy G to Devontae Adams touchdown pass seems like many moons ago now, right? That was back in uh, September. That was that Sunday night game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was the home opener. Hasn't been a whole lot of that in between now and then, or then and now, I guess I should say. But nice highlight there. Uh, week three action for the silver and black. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wallapai and Flamingo is the spot. And joining us now on the phone lines is a guy that's been around the team. Matter of fact, spending his time around the team this afternoon. That's Deshaun Reed from The Athletic. And Deshaun, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you. And you've been around and you've been in the locker room the last couple days. What is the kind of the vibe of the team coming off that bad loss against Chicago trying to rebound and head to Detroit on Monday? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been about what you would expect, right? I mean, uh, you know, frustration, uh, guys not not in the best mood, you know, people that would typically talk, you know, to media when they come into the locker room, you know, not not too uh, willing to communicate this week. And so I think I think guys are, you know, rightfully, you know, kind of angry about how they played against the Bears and, um, you know, especially coming off the, that winning streak that they put together, you know, thought that they were heading in the right direction, and that was a pretty significant step back. And so not not a good vibe right now. Um, obviously, you know, I think an element of that also is, you know, going into the trade deadline, there's always, you know, a level of uncertainty, I'm sure, as a player. If, if you, you know, if you're a player that's on the bubble a little bit about what changes might potentially be coming. And so it's been a weird week so far, to be honest. Yeah, no, it really has. And you mentioned the trade deadline. That's something we've talked about quite a bit here on Radio Nation Radio 920. What are your expectations? You think the Raiders will, will make some moves? They really haven't done a whole lot of anything the past, you know, four, five, six years, handful of years, like, you know, moving Jonathan Hankins, moving Gary on Conley, but they haven't really done a whole lot toward the trade deadline. What do you think they're going to do by Tuesday? Yeah, I'm not expecting any huge splashes um, in any direction, um, honestly. I, I reported earlier this week um, on Wednesday that, you know, this is still a team, even coming off that Bears loss, they're not – you know, suddenly about to start trying to tank or blow it up or, you know, gut the roster out for draft picks. So, like, you know, there's no Devontae Adams trade coming or anything of that nature. You know, people have been asking a lot about that, especially with some of his comments lately about being frustrated with his usage in the offense and things of that nature. Um, but I also wouldn't expect them to, let's say, pull a blockbuster to add a star-level player or anything of that nature either. I mean, I think we can all see this team isn't, you know, a team that's one or two moves away from contending, being right. realistic. Um, and so, like, you know, like a Brian Burns or some of these other players that have been rumored to be available, like, I don't think that's realistic either. Yeah, I think it's more so going to be moves on the margins, um, you know, trying to, you know, maybe find some cost-effective ways to add a few positions that they're lacking at. The one that stands out the most, I would say, is probably edge rusher and offensive line. 
Um, and then, you know, when it comes to people that they might send out the door, I think a lot of this, you know, pretty much this entire season, I mean, we can all see how little Hunter Renfro is being used. Yeah. And I think, you know, with as much as he's being paid, like it doesn't really make sense just to have him sitting around if you're not going to use him. Um, and so you would think that would be somebody that they look to trade. But, you know, given the contract that they gave him last year, he still has about $6 million in salary, a salary this year that, you know, a team may not want to take on. Um, and so even that isn't really guaranteed. And so uh, I'm not really expecting too many headline grabbing moves from them coming up at the deadline, you know, especially since they are a team that's, you know, having some sort of fire sale. What do you think is the big disconnect on why Hunter has not been a guy in this offense where it looks like he should be a guy in this offense? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think coming into last season, the expectation was, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you give a guy a two-year, $32 million extension, you must like him a little bit, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't think last season went as planned for anybody involved with the offense, but especially on Hunter Renfro. A lot of that was injuries, and he had a concussion, you know, a boots injury that kept him out for some time. Even when he was healthy, he just never really looked like he was a fit in the offense, and so... I think that's when things soured um, in terms of, you know, his role within the offense and, and the franchise moving forward. But, you know, coming off a season like that, understandably, with, you know, that money that he just signed up for, it's not exactly a hot commodity this offseason in terms of other, other teams wanting to trade for him. Um, but, you know, I think you just kind of read their moves that they made this offseason. I mean, you go out, you sign Jacoby Myers um, to a pretty significant deal. He's a guy that's played a lot in the slot a lot in his career. You even adding some guys like DeAndre Carter, who's played in the slot a lot, and then drafting Trey Tucker, you know, who played in the slot a lot. And so you can just see their offseason moves. Like, hey, it, it seems like that'd be a weird decision to make, like if Hunter Renfro is going to have a big role in the offense. And so I, I would say the signs have been there, you know. Like I can't pinpoint one exactly thing, like why, you know, they've mm-hmm. fallen out of favor. But, I, I mean, there's really no other explanation. I mean, he's healthy. It's like he's been battling injury, but... He's fine to go. He's just not playing. And so typically, you know, when that happens, that means that somebody's view of you has changed. And so um, it's been kind of shocking considering, you know, just a couple of years ago how instrumental he was in the playoff run in 2021 and how well he was playing. But that's where we're at. Yeah, no, it is exactly where we're at. Tashawn Reed is the guest here from Athletic on uh, Red Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So you and Ted Wynn uh, came together on a really good piece that I was checking out earlier today about the offense and the struggles. What would you say after, you know, kind of going over the film with Ted and breaking it down, comparing and contrasting, what would you guys, what would your conclusion be on why the offense has struggled so much this year? It wasn't any individual thing, but I think it's more so a combination of, you know, a couple of pretty big factors, and that's the struggles um, along the offensive line and then a quarterback. Um, you know, starting with the offensive line, like, you know, Josh Jacobs in the run game have, have gone from, you know, having the, the league leading rusher to essentially being the worst team in the league this year is running the ball. And, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs hasn't, hasn't suddenly forgot how to run. You know, he's still Josh Jacobs, um, as Josh McDaniel said the other day, but he hasn't really had anywhere to run. You know, right. I mean, he's been hitting in the backfield a lot, you know, basically having to break tackles or make defenders miss just to get any positive, significant yardage. Um, and, and it's just been a struggle all year. And, you know, I, I think early on teams were really loading the box heavily um, to slow him down. But even when they put, pull back from that, you know, and then the Raiders have a blocking advantage or, or equal numbers, like they still haven't been able to run the ball. And I think that ineffectiveness of the ground game, um, that's put them in a position where, you know, when he's healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo has had to sort of lead a pass-first offense, which has really never been 
a situation that seemed like conducive to success for him. I mean, those 49ers teams were always centered on the run game. Yeah. Right person, and he was more of a complimentary, you know, weapon in, in the offense. And, you know, it, it's made them one-dimensional. And, and while the offensive line is, has played de- decently in terms of pass protection, um, you know, when a defense doesn't have to have to really worry about the run, it's all in the pass. And also they know where you're passing the ball to because the Raiders this year have gone from, you know, one of the teams that throw the ball deep the most often to one of the least. Um, like the numbers are way down. And so they're like, all right, they can't run, and they're not right. throwing it deep. So we can just sit on everything short to intermediate, and we know they're throwing. So they can't really do anything. And that's why the offense, you know, yeah. has yet to crack 20 points in terms of the points that they put up. I know they, they had it that one week where Max Crosby had the, the, the safety. But that's why the offense has been in a rut. And in terms of solutions, like, you know, Garoppolo has never really been a deep ball thrower. I don't think he's suddenly going to – figure that out, but I feel like you almost just have to start calling them up. You, know, you have to take away the option and say, hey, we're throwing deep on this play and then make that a regular thing. Otherwise, you really don't have anything else that makes the defense respect your offense. I mean, it's kind of going to be stuck in this cycle. And so, you know, outside of that, you know, barring the offensive line, suddenly rediscovering the run blocking and, you know, Josh Jacobs taking off, I guess it's hard to see a solution for his offense right now. Yeah, and they still have, what, 10 games left to go, including Monday against the Lions to see how this offense can go. So it looks like Jimmy G, I know he was a full participant in practice today. It looks like he'll be back under center for Monday. You just mentioned he doesn't stretch the field at all. How much more does he bring to this offense for Monday being back under center as opposed to Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell? Yeah, I mean, I, I would. he would be better than what they had against the Bears, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a rough performance, but, like, how much better? I don't I don't. No, right. I mean, we haven't seen it this season. I mean, the offensive struggle really regardless who's that quarterback. We've seen – it's been a weird year where we've seen all three quarterbacks already. But whether it's Garoppolo, O'Connell, or Hoyer, like this offense hasn't played well. It hasn't – I wouldn't say it hasn't mattered or made a difference, but it still hasn't been good in terms of the final result. So I, I think he, you know, both in terms of stretching the field vertically but also protecting the football. I mean, he, he missed, you know, parts of the, you know, all of three games so far this season, and he still has eight interceptions. He's up there with the league leaders, and so he has to do a better job protecting the ball. He has to be more willing to push the ball vertically and outside the numbers and make make defenses respect that. Otherwise, his offense is kind of going to have handcuffs on it this season. And so, um, you know, it it sounds weird to say, but he's sort of the the X factor of this team, you know, in terms (laughs) of whether this offense can turn it around. Like, the offensive line is pretty much is what it is, like, I think we all agree they have some pretty intriguing talent in terms of pass catchers and running backs. And so if they're going to get going, they're going to make their quarterbacks play a lot better. Yeah, he's got to play better starting on uh, on Monday against a team that's really good coming off a bad loss to the Baltimore Ravens. We know what Max Crosby brings to the table. We know he's going to bring the energy each and every play. But the defense really laid an egg as well on, on Sunday against the Bears. Do you expect to see them come out with a little bit more juice? Maybe not miss 13 tackles as they were credited by Pro Football Focus on Sunday against the Bears. We'll see, man. I mean, the Lions are physical. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The Dan yep. Campbell, I know we made fun of them when he talked about bite kneecaps and all yep. that, but, I mean, they play like that, you know? Yep. And so that's a bruising team. Their offensive line is, like, arguably the best in the league. Um, and, you know, I know David Montgomery, their, their typical starting running back, it looks like he might not play this week. But even still, like, this is a bruising, physical team. So the level of tackling that they brought to the table against the Bears, like, it could get worse this week, you know, if they don't show it up. And, you know, that, that really, you know, it, it, it sounds simple, but it's come down to effort. You know, yeah. you, you saw a few of those tackles, guys just kind of 
you know, whiffing and it didn't seem like they were full steam ahead. Like, that can't happen. Not in this, you know, and so you would think that coming off a performance like that, that they would take it personally and, and that would light a fire in their stomach and they'd come out there flying around. But, you know, you can't just be angry. Your technique has to be sound. Your angles have to be right. Your effort has to be there. And so they have to really make sure they're sound. Otherwise, it's just lined off and going to kick them in the face in this one because the way they play, you know, you can't have those types of lapses that they had against the Bears. Obviously, the results weren't good against the Bears, um, but I, I think part of that was, you know, all the turnovers and, and how bad the offense was. But even if the offense cleans it up, like, it's going to be a long afternoon if they cut like that. Yeah, it really will. Tashawn Reed from The Athletic is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. I wanted to ask you about Aiden O'Connell. If the Raiders were to lose on, on Monday to the Lions and, you know, who knows, maybe lose a couple more, what, at what point of the season do you think, okay, it's O'Connell time and they're going to give him a real stretch to see exactly what they have in him? I don't think you can do that. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I think the way that they structured Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, like, he's pretty much guaranteed to be on the roster next season because of the, the, the signing bonus that they gave him. Um, and I think, you know, like, if you do bench him for Aiden O'Connell, like, that's that's pretty much, that's it. You know, yeah. if you get benched for, for a fourth-round rookie, like, there is no coming back. And, like, hey, he's on the roster, so he's going to be coming back. And so I don't really think they can do that. Um I also don't think it's like imperative that you have to pay play a day three rookie quarterback, you know, just okay. because like you're losing personally. Right. Like I know fans are really eager for him to get a shot coming off the preseason, but like I think it's important to keep in mind it's the preseason and like mm-hmm. pretty much most evaluators view O'Connell as like a backup type guy, which is fine. Like that's most fourth round quarterbacks. And right. So I don't think he has to be a starter for that pick to work out and like I don't think they should just throw him out there just because. Because chances are, like, if they do, if they are three and eight, or three and nine, the offense probably still stinks. And like, you don't really develop a quarterback well by throwing them into a bad situation. So it's true. Even if it was a situation where they can move on from Garoppolo after the season, like I don't think I don't think throwing a rookie to the wolves is really the best move, you know. And so, yeah, I, I really don't. I know fans are going to clamor for it, and I get it. Like that's what happens, you know, when you have young backup quarterbacks, but. I don't think it's something that they necessarily have to do. No, it makes sense. It really does. And, you know, I, uh, you're right. A lot of the fan base call into the show, text into the show, tweet at me, and want to see Aiden O'Connell yesterday. They want to see him each and every week because of what, like you said, he was able to do in the preseason. Well, great stuff as always, Tashawn. Uh, you have a couple great articles out right now, but what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Well, I mean, obviously going to be covering the game on Monday, and I think, you know, next week, depending on how that goes, we'll have an interesting <laughs> trade deadline coming up. So uh, definitely come over to the Athletic and, and check out what we got going. No doubt we will. We'll have safe travels to Detroit, man. Uh, great job as always, and uh, we'll catch up. I'll probably see you at the facility tomorrow, my man. Thanks so much. All right, man. See you tomorrow. Peace. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. There he goes. Tashawn Reed from The Athletic right there joining us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear what he just said about Aiden O'Connell, but reality is reality, right? And, and he said something that we haven't even talked about on the show. If you have a bad offense, why are you going to throw a rookie out there to compete in a bad offense? And then you really won't be able to see what he has. That's a really good point that Deshaun brought up. 346 at the time, Buffalo Wild Wings is where we're at. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Q. Q. There you go. Ari on the wheels of steel. Ari knows how to get in my good graces, man. Just come with a banger. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, man. That's one of the hardest songs right there. It's funny. It's funny that you played that right now, and this is why. 
We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wallapai and Flamingo. This is why. This is a true story. That's a song that I played when I would go to the softball tournament that I played in in Central Texas. Like, on my way there, and the wife is here. She'll be my witness. I used to turn that song on because it would juice me up, right? I would listen to that in the car. I'd have it cranked all the way up, and I'd get fired up. So why am I telling you that? My man Big Dub Raider is here. I just talked to him. And why is he in town? For a softball tournament. Like, he's playing in a softball tournament. And if I didn't have a national show to do tonight, I'd go and play for him or play with him. Right? Oh, man, there's not so I'm up here in the commercial break a little while ago talking about me going yard and softball, and I'm like, man, let me lead off for you guys, and I realize I got a radio show I got to do tonight. So obviously I can't play, but it's funny that you just played that song, and that literally is a song, and we had no idea. We had no communication about this nope. whatsoever. That was the song that I used to play all the time to get myself juiced up as I'm getting ready to go to the, to the game, and it's, it's so funny. And it, I, I can laugh at my own self. And that's a good thing. If you can't laugh at yourself, then you got problems. I can laugh at myself all the time. I, I think about it now, and I think about, like, my demeanor when I'd be at the games. And, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a friendly game, right? It's not like we're playing for any kind of championship or anything. It's literally bragging rights. It's a bunch of media guys just having a good time. But now that I'm thinking about it, I used to listen to that song, get myself juiced up. I'd, I'd go sit in, in left field by myself and get in the zone. And, you know, I mean, I'm throwing the ball, warming up, loosening up the arm, and I'm, I'm like, just – trying to take it all like I'm about to play a championship game it's literally just a you know a little pickup <laughs> softball fun game <laughs> but I took it so seriously so again the competition I can't help it man I'm a competitive dude love it and uh when when yeah when I know that it's go time it is literally go time it don't matter if it's worth something or it ain't worth something it is always go I mean literally it's, it's go time now is what it's it, go that's, it's, that's what I was telling it's you. always <laughs> go time exactly I, I appreciate uh, that you know the funny thing this is how much I miss that tournament. I've li- it's, it's always around the 4th of July. The last two years, I've literally asked the wife, like, hey, you think we should fly to Texas for the, for the 4th of July? And she, she's like, for what? I was like, well, so we can see the fireworks show and just see friendly, fams and friendly. And she's like, you don't want to see friendly or fam, uh, family and friends. You want to go play in that damn softball game. I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's going on, too. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, yeah, well, we might as well go. I mean, I mean if know, it's there, we might as well just go. I mean, you know, you can go back and see some fr- friends and family, hang out with them, and, oh, by the way, since I'm there, I can play in softball, too. That is a, a marriage, uh, a, a husband-wife <laughs> right there. That is a good tip. That's what you got to do. You got to kind of compound things together. So it's, you know, well, yeah. we're, we're going to go anyway. I mean, so. It's you not, know, not, I'm yeah. just saying. So it's I'm, not I'm, like a favor. <laughs> I, I was actually trying to go for you. I was trying there to help you, you out. I was trying to hook you up and. Oh, by the way, while I'm there, I can, you know, I, I think I can go ahead and participate at the same yeah. time. It's not like That's, I want to. I mean, I'm just, I might as well. I mean, I'm there, so. <laughs> and, and it's funny because I want to say, when did we, I can't remember when my vacation was this past year, but I want to say that it was really close to the 4th of July. I think I it think was so. the last week July-ish. in June. Yeah, I think it was the last week in June, and we got back right before the 4th of July. And she was like, well, do you still want to go to Texas? I was like, we just took our vacation. Oh. And she's like, well, I mean, we can go on Friday and be back by Sunday night. <laughs> That's a good woman right there. <laughs> oh, man. No, but it's, it's so funny. So, yeah, I'm a competitive dude. So I, at some point I'm going to get back in that. But Big Dub Raiders here, he came by, just hooked him up with a T-shirt, hooked him up with that bottle opener, that uh, football with the Raider Nation Radio 920 uh, logo on it. Everyone thinks that I'm, like, really overblowing it and making it sound better than it really is. Everybody, as soon as they see it, they're like, oh, man, oh, you aren't lying. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, this thing is awesome. Like, you don't, you can have it and don't even open bottles. Just have it just to look cool because, it, I mean, literally, it's a football 
with the, you know, obviously the little opener on it, but it has the Raider Nation Radio 920 logo on it. It's nice imprinted. It's, it's fantastic, man. I mean, since you're opening that one, you just No, I'm not opening it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking at it. I'm just looking at it. I've, I've, uh, we actually have a couple more left that I've been giving out, so uh, you have time to come on by and, and get hooked up with one. Just because, like I said, it's so cool. So, anyway, I just want to throw that out there to you, and I'm glad we got into a nice softball story because sometimes that's what we do. Sometimes sometimes we meant to zig and we zag. Sometimes we mean to bob and we weave. Sometimes we mean to go left and we turn right. I mean, that's just how the story goes sometimes, right? That's how we roll. So, But we do want to hear from you at all times at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r What would be the reason why the Raiders win the game on Monday against Detroit, and who is it that you want to see more from Moving forward, we do have Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join us to kick off hour number three of the show. We also have Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports coming up at 4.30. But we'll still, in the meantime, in between time, we'll hear from you as well. So hit us up. It's Radio Nation Radio 920 live at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wallapai, and Flamingo. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.